What number is this, Jim? Zilch167 with this guy. Hi, it's Andrew Sandoval. <laughs> okay, don't, mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. I'm Zilch. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Back to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and we welcome in our co-host chair, the Andrew Sandoval. Welcome back to Zilch, sir. Well, thank you very much. I was looking back through my vast archive and noting that we had talked, I think, what, in February, and now it's almost June, and there's all kinds of developments in the world of the monkeys, so I thought I'd come back and chat with you about those things and you would get details out of you that no one else could yes we've got the toolbox here and we're going to ring it right out of you buddy i'm telling you <laughs> you're in trouble <laughs> no seriously it's it's been quite a journey it, it seems like it wasn't all that long ago that we were talking about an upcoming monkeys tour and then this thing called covid happened but here we are we are on the precipice of the monkeys farewell tour it is it's went from being a tour to the farewell tour so that's right now uh for a lot of listeners they sort of said hey the monkeys didn't ask my permission to be uh doing a farewell tour it's not really the farewell tour i didn't say it's the farewell tour but in, in reality it's the farewell tour uh what had happened was last year when we postponed all these dates we had planned to do a tour around the Mikey Mickey live album. And we're still doing some of those dates in this upcoming tour that runs from September through November. But we had planned to do a tour also after that, that would be a farewell tour that would be uh, embracing a lot of the other places that we're hitting. Now, because of COVID and all this other stuff, we moved around these dates and we kept moving them down in the calendar. And finally the roulette wheel hit on these dates now that run from September to November. And it just made the most sense to announce that it was a farewell. And that's both Michael's wishes and Mickey's wishes. And for a lot of people, they don't understand why um, it's the farewell tour. They think it's a gimmick or whatever else because other people have done that. And I think even the monkeys in 2001 said it was their farewell tour. However, I think this time it's really time for the monkeys to stop doing long tours like this. I wouldn't say that it's out of the realm of possibility that they might do a one-off appearance from beyond the point of the Greek theater here or there, but Mike and Mickey can't really do the kind of arduous touring. And this tour that we have is quite a long one. The main concern is the health and safety of Mike and Mickey as well as their fans. Uh, but you have to face reality. And I think what people don't like about farewell tours, other than sometimes it's disingenuous to call them a farewell tour if it really isn't. But in this case, it really is the farewell tour, is that it reflects on all of us, our mortality and the fact that we don't get to do whatever we want to do for our entire lives or beyond our lives, you know, that there's a finite amount of time to do things. And I, I'm sad to, to bring that news to people, but it's reality. I mean, 
when I think about the 2011 tour 10 years ago at this time, I was in England um, or leaving England to start the U.S. tour with Davy Jones. And um, to think that we didn't have Davy Jones after that tour in July, um, you know, June through July was amazing. But here's my thought beyond missing Davy a lot, which is that I stood in lots of places in the Midwest, lots of places where people write to me all the time, when are they going to come here? When are they going to come there? And I stood in places where we drew maybe 800 people, places that held 2,000 in the middle of that summer of 2011. And the monkeys were on stage doing the most incredible show and doing All of Your Toys and Someday Man and all these other incredible obscurities, the best monkey set list since 1987, undoubtedly. I don't, I don't think anybody would ever challenge me on that one. And the people weren't there for it. And so many people came to me after the fact and said, you know what? I would have gone if I had known it was going to be good. <laughs> that's that's monkeys fans for you like if if i known it was davy's last tour i would have actually gone so you know i thought we should probably let people know that the, the the planning is such that this is michael and mickey's last tour together as an extensive tour they can't really go out on the road and do these kinds of long long tours anymore now will the first national band go out and play some more shows i sure hope so will mickey be out doing solo shows. I sure hope so. Will Michael and Mickey ever get together and ever make another note of music after November in the Greek theater? I sure hope so. But we can't plan beyond any of that. And COVID certainly showed me that, you know, we need to make a plan and at least wrap things up in a really positive way. And I, I think that that's what this is. I always try to tell people that you yourself are a limited collectible. You know, we spend all of our time trying to get in only when the door is going to close. But all of our lives, we don't know what, what is going on. So how can anyone else know, right? It's, it's why expect that of these humans then you can't expect it of yourself. And it, that's just, you know, not to get too philosophical here, but that's really the point we're talking about. It was interesting. I looked at one of the live, various live albums that came out from the Monkees, whether it was the extended versions live or live summer tour 2001. And it says somewhere in the packaging, it says this was the last show of the Monkees. And I'm like, well, they, they couldn't see the future at that time, right? Right. Who knew that we were going to get so much and to me, the monkeys have been an unending gift of entertainment. And I do think that we are at a point where because of their age and their health and not that they're in bad health, it's just time catches up with all of us. I think that it's important that people realize that if you want to see something branded as the monkeys, this is probably it. Yeah, you know, and it was a 10-year period be, be, between 2001 and 2011. I mean, that's simple arithmetic, but it was a 10-year period without any monkeys shows, really. So, and, and uh, you know, literally, it, it, and people say, well, you know, um, this is just Michael and Mickey. Well, you know, 10 years ago, you were just getting uh, Mickey and Davey, which is fantastic because you get two of the main voices of the monkeys. But... I've heard every criticism of, of the monkeys. <laughs> and, you know, the sad thing about the criticism now is it's coming from inside the room. You're, you're, you know, it's not the people outside saying, oh, those guys are fake. They need to give it up now. Or I can't believe you like that music. It's crap. It's, it was never meant to be any good. And now it's the monkeys fans sort of saying 
crit being critical on themselves and, and each other. And that's, that really makes me sad. I mean, I think the thing that I'll say that makes me the most upset is when people go off on Michael, uh, especially I, I saw it with a tour announcement. How dare he go out on stage now with Mickey after all those years when he ignored the monkeys and wouldn't go on stage with them. And that's just simply not the case. In 2011, Michael was more than happy to come and guest on some shows. Now, he wasn't going to go on the full tour with them, no, but he was more than happy to come out for some shows. I've got the emails. I've got all of the exchanges we had. And initially, the monkeys, the other monkeys, were interested in that. And then when it came time to actually do the show, both Davey and Peter said to me, we don't want him there. We worked hard all summer. This guy's going to come in, and all of a sudden, it's going to be about him. And and I sort of did a double take, not like I couldn't understand that, but it was like, hey, you guys shouldn't have asked me to invite him if you didn't want him to come on stage. But that's the monkeys. I mean, that's how their relationship works. It's like, oh, it'd be great if we were all together. And then it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to give up stage time to this person or that the person. And people don't understand all of the inner workings of that. And I'm not revealing anything bad about Davey and Peter. I mean, no. that was just a very human thing. You know, okay, yeah, Michael's going to come. You guys are going to have to give up five of the songs that you're doing or whatever. Those are just the dynamics of it. You know, but it's a special occasion. All four of you be, be together. But the monkeys didn't think about it like that. And then their fans don't necessarily think about all those sorts of things. And so, you know, Michael gracefully went away. And then he did come back. You know, uh, and I think we've been blessed to have the Michael tours because we got to see him sing all those great songs we never thought we'd ever hear him do. And um, I think it's been a wonderful thing. But again, it's Monkeys fans turning on each other. <laughs> and and I, I really that's the thing that I don't want. You know, uh, during COVID, the thing I thought about most was there may not be another Monkeys tour. The whole thing may just go away. And even up to a few weeks ago, I thought that. And I think it's becoming more real now that we are going to go do this. I'm excited about it. The ticket sales have been great. But, you know, all through COVID, I was like, I hope I don't get sick. I hope I don't die. Mm -hmm. and I hope I can finish my book. I, I, I you know, I, I, I've got some things I want to finish in my life. And I'm just so shocked by people who don't have that, <laughs> that feeling. They're like, oh, no, everything's about me. Why isn't this like this and that and like that? So it's a weird thing, but enough negativity. You know, we're out to celebrate the monkeys and the farewell should be a celebration. And it is going to be the Mike and Mickey show. You know, that's basically what the tour is going to be with hopefully a couple of surprises. But we haven't rehearsed anything. The monkeys haven't done a show since Sydney Opera House uh, more than two years ago. So here we go. We're going to see what it's going to be. You know, it'll be a surprise to everybody. Mm -hmm. Now we have tour dates that go from September 10th. Mm -hmm. up through to Los Angeles on the 14th of November at the Greek, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the totality of the time that they will be out. Now, I think that there are maybe two sort of hanging, dangling things that have not been announced that are going to be announced, but you know, we have to follow the guidelines of the buyers of the shows, not the buyers of tickets. Right. Uh, people who, who do these things that people don't understand, like, well, why can't you just tell me now? But um, we, we have to follow those lines or the, the show goes away and nobody gets to go see them. But the one thing that I will mention is that Nashville, which was a show that we were supposed to do, Nashville, which was a show we were supposed to do in 2020, and we sold a lot of tickets to, uh, had to be canceled. And people need to get their money back from 
the original venue. It's not a rescheduled show. Uh, what happened was that the symphony, the Schirmerhorn Symphony, where we were going to be, they uh, their board met and they did not want the monkey show there with all those people inside indoors. And now the restrictions in Tennessee are changing, but the board still said, we just don't want it at our venue. And so we had to go elsewhere. And now we have a date, which is going to be on October the 3rd at the Andrew Jackson Hall, which is also known as TPAC. It's a nice big place and uh, we'll be there. I'm sorry to say that anybody who is a Nashville ticket holder needs to buy a new ticket, or if they want to come and see the monkeys in Nashville, they have to buy a new ticket. And they need to return to their point of original purchase for their tickets uh, to get refunds. But it has been canceled, the show, and they should be able to get a refund. The tickets went on sale for the rescheduled Nashville date on June 4th for the October 3rd show in Nashville at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center. And there is another date for Selena, Kansas on November 11th at the Stifle Theater. And I understand that there is a pre-sale code. Exactly. Yeah. As always, if there's a pre-sale, uh, the password is FRODIS, which has worked pretty well for most of these things. <laughs> so for most of the tour, FRODIS has been the, the code, right? That's correct. That was something that I picked that uh, I figured Monkeys fans would know because a lot of these individual venues, they pick Believer or, right. <laughs> or you know, Hey, Hey, or whatever. I, and they said, can you know, do you want to do something that's just for Monkeys fans that you know, that's kind of universal. And I said, well, they'll, they'll know this one. <laughs> right. Well, Frodis always works for Jamie Talligren. We'll just say hi to her. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, anytime that I've ever seen the monkeys, I thought, well, this is it. Right. And I kind of like look at it that way with most of the bands that I love. Cause a lot of the music that I love that's still out there is classic artist, if you will, or right. Heritage acts, right? That's mm -hmm. the industry term as it's become. And you never know what's coming. And would I like to see more from these guys? Yes. But if, if this is where they decide to put the bow on it, works for me. I'm at least able to have this last one go around, right? Right, exactly. And you've been, you know, you've been told in advance that that's what this is. Whereas the other times, you know, I mean, I did tell people I think that this is it you know, before the Pantages show, and it was the last time Peter Tork ever performed, you know, with Michael and Mickey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so so I was right about that one, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, I would say this is the, you know, this is the last time we're going to do a tour like this, for sure, because I just can't see us. I mean, <laughs> it's hard for me to believe we're going to, you know, do this as it is, you know, with the thing, the way things have been going. But all systems are pointing to yes right now. And I had a great chat with Michael yesterday and he's really looking forward to getting out of the house and doing this and gearing back up and singing again. And I know Mickey, you know, we, we've been making all these plans and um, everybody's feeling very positively about doing this, you know, and, and celebrating this. So it's not like a, you know, contractual obligation tour. It's, it's really, you know, it's going to be fun. And especially because the news of their tour has been greeted so positively by ticket buyers the guys have been super amped up as far as knowing that they're not going to show up and play to a half-empty place, which happens a lot despite their legend and their notoriety. You know, we go to places, and there's a lot of places we're not visiting on this tour, and people say, well, why aren't you there? And 
I was like, did you look behind you? Because there were a lot of empty seats last time we played there. You know, it's a sad fact of the matter that, you know, we get a guarantee to show up someplace and they have to pay us on the guarantee. But if we don't sell enough tickets, they come back to me and they try and renegotiate at the last minute and say, hey, we can't pay the monkeys what we were supposed to pay them, mm-hmm. you know, or we're going to cancel the show and all your fans are going to be mad at you. <laughs> kind of put me over a barrel. So I don't want to be in those situations. And the guys... You know, they always put on a great show, but I mean, it's sad for them to say, hey, there's only a few hundred people out there, you know, uh, when there's a place that holds a thousand or two thousand. It's just, you know, and then we travel all that way and the travel is really hard on even a person of my age. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, this is this has got to be one of the last trips that we make like this. You know, Um, I hope that they do play music together after the Greek but we don't have any plans. There's no other uh, dates on the books. You know, I wish we were going to Canada. I wish we were going to England. Uh, you know, we were just in Australia. I know those people wish we were back there, but you know, that was long, long flight uh, back and forth and a lot of internal flights. It's, it's wearing, you know, as much as you want to go and do this stuff. So, um, but that being said, Everybody's excited to go and do this one last time. And the band, too, you know, are all super, super excited. We get to see each other for the first time in, you know, more than a year and uh, and get to hear this great music again. And, you know, everybody's just really, really looking forward to this. So um, for all those who are not looking forward to this, I'm sorry. But for us, you know, the family's getting back together one last time and, and we're really looking forward to it. And of course, there will be zilch meetups along the way. St. Louis is a big one for sure. We're going to have zilch buttons and get them while you can, folks. So this is going to be a lot of fun. How many dates are there altogether? There's more than 40 dates on this tour. So it's the most expen- expensive, extensive. It's actually less expensive places than some of the past tours. It's the most extensive tour the monkeys have done probably since 2016, since the Good Times tour, which went on forever. That one we hopped around because Peter and, and Mickey, you know, we'd hop on planes and do weekends of, of clusters of dates and things. Uh, that's really not how Michael likes to travel. And, you know, and that's not really how this is set up. So we're doing one nice, nicely paced long tour. And uh, and so it's it's over 40 dates. I'm trying not to count them all. Because uh, then I'm going to get in, uh, intimidated. <laughs> right, right. It was looking like the last monkey show was going to be the one that happened in Australia, right? Exactly, yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Right, right. We planned out the album after that. And then Rhino said, would you do a tour where the the record comes out for you know with a tour? And then you know we promote it like we've always wanted to do. And something got in the way of that. So... Mm-hmm. Now, what do we say to people that are in other countries? You know, my apologies. I mean, I always think about mainland Europe, too. I mean, the Monkees have only ever played in England. And they played one date in Holland, I believe, uh, in the 1980s. And they've never played anywhere else in Europe. They must have fans in Germany. I mean, I know with my book sales, I've gotten letters from people in Sweden and Germany. Their records came out all over the world. So there's places that the Monkees never even played in. Um you know, would we like to get to London? Yes. You know, is that a possibility? Well, I certainly would love to get to London. And, uh, you know, if the if an offer came through, um, I would bring it to Michael and Mickey and say, hey, is there any way we can do this? 
But I got to tell you, we don't have any offers from anywhere. And we are not currently um, allowed to travel into Canada. We had dates in Canada. Um, we're currently not allowed to travel into Las Vegas. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Uh, we had a date in Las Vegas, and Las Vegas canceled on us. So people were like, why is there no Las Vegas date? Some of these things happen. And, and then it gets to be, well, if you just keep adding on more and more dates, the guys are going to get more and more tired. And if we have more than three shows in a row, uh, they told me that they would, were going to kill me uh, <laughs> if, they, if they weren't killed themselves. So, you know, I had to kind of cut it off and look at this pragmatically like, well, we're going to disappoint all these fans and all these places where we did sell tickets if we don't make it through the whole tour. So it has to be very balanced. So I have to think about more than just we're not hitting every stop. And I got to tell you, sometimes when we say, OK, well, we are going to go there and then people go, oh, well, tickets are too expensive or I'm busy that day. Can't you come back another year? <laughs> so people need to know this is the last time Michael and Mickey are traveling great distances to come and see you. They really are. They're traveling around the entire country. They're making an entire all around the country. So if you are able to travel to see them at any place, uh, then, you know, I mean, they're traveling, you know, sometimes up to eight, you know, eight to 20 hours to get to certain places. So if you can't do that too, then maybe it's not in the cards for you to see the monkeys. I, I'm sorry to say, it's just, we all have to kind of pitch in if we, if we want to make the dream happen, you know? So while the monkeys want to come to your town, they may be coming to your town adjacent. So make plans. Yeah. In some places we're far away, but we are literally hitting all of the, the major places in the United States, not major cities, but you know, we're in the Midwest, we're in the Northeast, we're in Florida and, you know, we're around California as always. People are like, why are you guys always in California? Well, Michael and Mickey both live in California. A lot of their band members live there. And if we get an offer to play in California, it's really easy going for them. And people say, well, that just doesn't make any sense. It's like, it makes a lot of sense for them because it's an easy yes for them. But if I say, hey, you gotta go to Peoria. Um, we don't have any other dates around it and it's gonna cost you guys a bunch of money. They're like, why would we do that? Why ask you to set this up for us? You, you know, well, these fans are gonna be mad at us. No, nope, we don't care. <laughs> we gotta. You got to think about this sensibly. You got to you got to uh, plan it out so that the everybody leaves with something in their pocket, and you know, and and most of the monkeys fans are happy. You can't make them all happy, unfortunately. Right, right. This is what fifty five years, right? Yeah, this is the fifty fifth anniversary of the monkeys. People don't usually celebrate the fifty fives, but you know, where are we all going to be on the sixtieth? I mean, I hope we're all here, and I hope that uh, everybody's here, and we have some kind of celebration, but. You know, we need to be in the now, as they said in head, you know, we need to celebrate the now. And the now is that those of us who are listening to the podcast are hopefully well enough to, you know, celebrate the monkeys this year and be together one more time. And that is a real blessing. Come see the monkeys alive 55. <laughs> There you go. I mean, that's that's an amazing story for for a project that was dismissed pretty much from day one from critics and so many people. That this is still going on is not just a testament to the amount of 
work and talent that went into both the TV show and the tours and the music, but to the fans as well. I mean, this is really a celebration of your fandom, if you think about it. This is 55 years some of us have been here. I say 75% the fans, 25% the monkeys. You know, the thing should have never gone past 1970 for most people. The monkeys fans are the ones who have made all of this happen. And I thank them, and, I, and I, I'm grateful to them every day of my life because they've also created this opportunity for me as a fan to do more with the monkeys. And, you know, I appreciate that. The Monkeys Alive 55, they may be coming to your town or town adjacent. Get there. Don't miss out. You can get ticket information on monkeys.com. It's all there, right, Andrew? All the dates. I believe so. I hope that they're all up to date. You can also look on, on the social media places to, you know, Facebook and whatnot. And certainly we'll be posting lots of updates as they come in. But it's nearly all there. And we'd also like to send a shout out to Monkeys Live Almanac. Come on, where would we be without them, right? They they do so much for the fans, and there's so much information there. If you're not finding it on Zilch or Monkeys.com, you can probably find it at Monkeys Live Almanac. So, great stuff. I agree. They are one of the primary resources for information about the Monkeys touring online. I just am uh, so grateful for their work. Uh, because they're collecting a lot of stuff that would otherwise be lost to time. Really, really appreciate what they've done. Mm -hmm. Now, do you want to talk about the book? I would love to talk about the book. We've got new pages. Yes. So my book is at the printers. It's being printed, and it's very heavy and very large. It's It's longer than even I budgeted for. It's 740 pages. And it goes up from 1942 to 1970, covers all of the first national band recording sessions in detail, as well as all of the monkeys recording sessions, television dates. I, I, everybody on the podcast probably knows at this point, although we posted some things on the Zilch group and they were like, oh, I didn't know about this book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, what's going on right now is I'm in a pre-order mode and most of the people who reserve books at this point have actually already pre-ordered their book and reserved their copy. The books will be finished and bound in June, but then they're they're coming over to America, uh, arriving in Long Beach, where they filmed Head in April of 1968, on a big ship in a container all of their own, I'm told, and they'll be arriving in July. Now, where they're going from that container to a fulfillment house. Now, I'm not sending, I'm not going to the post office each day and sending out a few onesies, twosies. All of the books are going to go out pretty much within a day or two of their arrival from an actual professional fulfillment house that I'm paying per book to get you your books. And, uh, but it's the, the printers uh, and the port are telling me that there's major traffic delays and to expect delays that could stretch on into the first few days of August at the worst. So I'm preparing my monkeys readers now, please be patient. The book is done. The book is ready for you. I want you to have the books. I know that a lot of people have paid for the books now, and I'll be sending you updates. Any little bit or piece that I get in, I will post online for you to see, but they are coming. But uh, my biggest fear is that people are going to freak out and melt down. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, you know, you said August 6th, and now it's August 8th. <laughs> the book's not coming, is it? No, it's really coming. It's really, really coming. I promise you. Um, 
I've worked my whole life on this book and I, I want so badly for everyone to have it. Um, and I'm really pleased with the outcome. We did spend extra time on it and the back end of it, uh, uh, touching up uh, a few photos and, and fixing a few little uh, typos. I had two, two different editors working on the book um, to make sure that it really read well. Um, you can read it as a linear read if you want to from start to finish or pick through it uh, day by day. And it's got over 1,500 illustrations in it, both photos and reproductions of call sheets and contracts and advertisements, all kinds of amazing ephemera in the book. And so all that took a long time, and the book weighs a lot, and that's why the postage is so much. The light version of the book weighs about 11 pounds. The deluxe version in the slipcase weighs 13 pounds, and the heavy-duty clamshell case version that comes with an extra 40-page book, which went up from even what I thought it was going to be, it weighs 16 pounds. So in many cases, the postage to Europe for the, uh, the basic edition uh, is more than the cost of the book itself. And unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about that. I feel I felt I actually made a whole apology video about that that I didn't post because I showed it to some people. And they're like, why are you apologizing? You didn't make the postage rates. And I said, I feel bad about it. These people are upset with they're going to be upset with me. But people have been pretty cool. And they've been, you know, they said, I want the book more than I don't want it. You know, I realize it's not you that uh, set the postage rates. <laughs> so we we've had a, we've had a really good run of people um, pre-ordering and we have pre-orders going. And I'm going to cut off selling the book in August, though, because I'm going to focus on the tour. I'm not going to be doing a bunch of sales while I'm away and, or dealing with customer crises or things like that. Uh, hopefully, everybody will get their books in August and we'll leave it at that. You know, do a job well, hopefully, uh, and professionally and, and not overextend uh, what I can capably do. And you want to give people a link where they can purchase? Yes, please go to beatlandbooks.com for all the details on the monkey's day-by-day -day story, including some wonderful videos and my appearances on various podcasts like this one. Uh, and also there's a link to pre-order your version of the book, which there are three different versions. There's a FlexiBound softback version. There is a hardback version that comes in a beautiful blue slipcase. And then there's the monster book that's hardback that comes in a red cloth covered clamshell case with an extra 40 page book of photos that are rare and unpublished. So you can find those all at beatlandbooks.com and it's only available exclusively from me and it's pre-order right now. And remember not delivering right away. We are taking payments now, but the delivery is not coming till late July, early August. I'm really looking forward to this book, and uh, this is not one I would recommend reading in the bathtub, though. <laughs> no, no. Um, people have been posting pictures of lecterns and other, you know, other apparatus that they're going to use, and a lot of people bought two copies of the book, one to put away and one, you know, the softback to kind of really rip apart. Although it's going to be, I mean, this is a really well-bound and well-printed book. It's offset print it's not digital print it's not a print on demand thing that's why it's so expensive and people say well, why can't you just make a cheap version i don't want to make a cheap version of the book i want my work that i spent my whole life on to look really good and so i think that's what that this is going to be i just signed uh, all of the hardbacks which now what they did was they shipped me all of these signature plates from china 
and I, I spent three days signing them, 1,200 of them. There's going to be 1,200 signed and numbered books in the hardback. Uh, so, And then the rest are going to be the soft cover versions. And it's only about 2,000 copies are being made. And a touch of the writer's cramp will sort you out, son. <laughs> you recognize that? Oh, yeah. Hard day's night. There you go. Yes. You couldn't get a pen in your foot, you swine. <laughs> <laughs> Is Lennon's comeback. <laughs> I actually com complained to, to Nez yesterday about having to sign these things. I was like, I don't know how you guys do it now. There's a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and we've got the tour. We've got the book. And we also have a new album that you're a big part of. That's right. Yeah, I'm the A&R manager or A&R management, as I'm credited, on the back of Dolan Sings Nesmith. And a lot of people are like, well, what did you do on the record? It's Mickey singing and Christian produced it. <laughs> well... At the outset of it, uh, the whole deal for the record, uh, Mickey and I collaborated on how it would come together and engage in Christian. And then Christian and I worked through uh, picking the songs. So I'm the one to blame for some of your favorite songs not being on the record. No, uh, we're both to blame for that. Um, you know, we went through and, and, and then after picking the songs and listening to demos and spending a lot of time together uh, on the record, uh, Christian and I, um, you know, Christian came up with the arrangements and in some cases, some of the arrangements worked or didn't work for him. So therefore not every song in the Michael Nesmith catalog was reimagined for this thing. But I will say that there are a few other songs that I am told that seven name may put out someday, um, that were tried. They're really good. That uh, it's a very long album and we uh, held back a few things that I think are all going to come out, uh, at some point. And, um, uh, I'm looking forward to that. So. I probably shouldn't have said that, but there you go. Now you done went and done it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't understand that this may be the closest that you get to a Monkees album at this point. This is, to me, such a fantastic album. I was blown away when I heard the sample copy that 7A and Christian allowed me to hear. More blown away now that I've got it in my hands and can play it on my CD player. It is just a fantastic thing. It really is a wonderful album, and I encourage everybody to pick it up. How blown away are you by this, by the way? Well, I, you know, I, I really am. I, I, I was listening to it yesterday, and I liken it so much to Good Times because it has that sort of contemporary feel to it. Yes. Uh, but with the elements of what you love about the monkeys or what I love about the monkeys or what I think we all love about the monkeys, you know, the, the kernel of that uh, is there like it was on good times. You know, a lot of people were surprised by good times and I was too, because my thought at the outset of good times was, well, you know, if they make one more great song, this entire album would be worth it. Cause I thought, you know, pool it and justice. They both have a few good songs that I like. Uh, so that justifies their existence. And I thought with good times, well, maybe they'll have a couple of good songs and then, you know, we'll have something great, you know, to cap off a, a box set or whatever. But the reality was they made an entirely good record. <laughs> good Times is a solid album in the Monkees catalog and a total surprise. And I think I told Mickey at the outset, I don't think you've made a solo record that stands up as well as this one. Um, I think it's his best solo record. I think it's better than Remember and better than King for a Day. You know, some people might want to uh, arm wrestle with me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just my opinion. 
I think it 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 hits all these notes that I that I I want from Mickey. And um, as far as there never being another Monkeys record, I mean, I would love Michael and Mickey to do more together in recording, and I always encourage that. I'd love Michael Nesmith to do another solo record. You know, it's been years and years since he's done anything like that, uh, and I'm always saying, hey can you write some songs? Can you do, you know, he's like, Oh, I'm writing, I'm doing stuff. So I'm always encouraging them to do uh, records. And we've talked about doing other records, but again, in the now, this is what we've got. We've got a brand new record. Let's not think about what we don't have or what they didn't do or, you know, what the future is. Let's just say we've got a chore. We've got this insane book I put together <laughs> of every monkey's fact and, and date and, and minutia of you know over 740 pages that's more than any other you know like any other artist of of their level really has a book that's quite like this and then dolan sings nesmith a brand new album mickey singing great wonderful michael nesmith songs you know many years in the making we have a lot to celebrate right now Mm -hmm. it is kind of mind-blowing to take a look back a few years ago before there was a dedicated monkeys podcast before the 50th anniversary was going to happen and it just seemed like all these things came together over this time to where it's almost become a fan driven thing and you and i have talked about this before as time goes on the monkeys will have to be the fans in a sense that uh we will be the ones that keep this thing going and whether it was the zilch podcast or uh, monkeys live almanac or cool cherry cream or the wool hat club or whatever. And then you've get, you've got something like seven, a that you could not have conceived as being an actual thing. But here we are, we live in this fan world where the fans are literally doing it for the fans. Right now it's, it's, it's an amazing scenario. I mean, and I think back to monkey business fanzine, which I, mm-hmm. You know, cherish all of my issues and, and go back and refer to it even for research still. And I just think about this long line of fans who have passed on uh, this love of the band, love of the show uh, for all these years. And, and who knows where it continues on. But, you know, we'll we'll keep it alive as long as we can, I know. And, um, you know, the next the next generation, the next step is to really pass it on to other people, see if there's younger people i know there are younger people into the monkeys and uh, and i and i cherish that too that you know that all that history won't won't go with us you know and, and it's important to to pass on the monkeys to other people and uh and to propagate the uh you know the stuff and and, and vis-a-vis that i know a lot of talk has been made about the tv show being streaming on the air and, and on on the internet and whatnot and there have been some instances where it's been up and it wasn't uh, cleared by Rhino. People said, oh, well, it's really cruel of Rhino to take it down. But the reality is, you know, Rhino do own those those shows. They did pay a tremendous amount of money to buy the shows. They paid a tremendous amount of money to restore them. And they're theirs. I mean, the monkeys don't belong to me. Uh, you know, they belong to Rhino uh, as far as the, the ownership of the name and all the assets and all that stuff as much as i've been associated with it i always know it's it belongs to rhino and rhino are working on a plan to do stuff with the shows and there are good things and good projects coming up in the future i have projects that would blow your mind that i could tell you about today but i'm not going to because they're not ready yet and we're not ready yet to tell everything so 
what monkeys fans need to be is a little bit more patient and just know that we're not putting the cap on everything to do with the monkeys. This is not the end of the monkeys uh, projects or anything else just because you haven't heard anything and no one's checked in with you. Stuff is going on in the background, but these wheels turn very slowly, and we're getting there. No one believed we would get the 50th anniversary stuff done. We did, and we are moving towards some other really, really cool projects to bring the monkeys history and story forward and have the shows available to everybody again eventually. Here we are, Alive 55, 55 years of the monkeys. And I know that somewhere out there on the internet, someone's going to say, Ken, why didn't you press him more on those things that he couldn't talk about? Well, because he can't really talk about them. <laughs> Some of these projects, Ken, are things I'm working on right at this moment that you're interrupting me. Your podcast is actually stopping me from finishing <gasps> right now. So. All those people, they all write to me. Everybody needs to chill out. Let me finish my work. <laughs> well, I think that it really comes down to a couple different things. It's almost like a kid on Christmas morning. We want Christmas morning now, right? Sure. And you ask for something doesn't mean that's exactly what you're going to get. Have you ever had that situation where you've asked for something, you completely got it, and you were kind of like, next, thought there'd be a little bit something more. You know what I mean? Because we really do like surprises. Exactly. And then it's, well, what do I do now? Now, yeah. I, you know, now that I've got this, you know, I completed my uh, picture sleeve collection, or I, you know, I got to see the monkeys, or I met them. It's like, well, what does my life mean now? What do I do? So, you know, you have to go on. It's not just all based around one event. We all have to, you know, we all have a lot to do in our lives and a lot of gifts to give. So uh, it's um, we're in a very philosophical time. I think we just came through this insane period, and I'm hoping that we all stay well, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And anybody that works in any profession, you learn that it's better not to overpromise and underdeliver because a lot of times you'll say, like, hey, I'm going to make this cake. Well, what's it going to look like? Well, I can't tell you. So then the the fan mind just goes crazy, right? Like there's this band I like, Kiss, right? You've, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard of them. Every announcement that they make is the same announcement. This is the biggest Kiss news ever. Well, <laughs> as someone who's been a Kiss fan forever, I have really big dreams. So nine times out of ten, I'm almost always let down because – you can't say this is going to be the best, biggest thing ever every time. It's just not real. It doesn't work that way. So it's better to uh, promise something when you are sure you can deliver 100%. Exactly. And they still have not done the Kiss Sings Nesmith album that I suggested to them on their webpage. I know. When are they going to listen? <sighs> <laughs> put Mike in the makeup on the cover. It'll be wonderful. Exactly. But whose makeup would he wear? Anyway, <laughs> we'd have to have the nudie suit on, too, with spikes and fire. That's all their marketing. Anyway, but it almost feels not only are we coming back out of COVID, but this does remind me of the 50th anniversary. You've got Dolan Sings Nesmith, which is almost the stand-in for the Good Times album, in a sense. And you've got your book coming out. And we've got this tour. This is something special. This is something to savor. And we talked about limited editions at the beginning of the show, right? And the farewell tour, the final tour, whatever. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to it, folks, you are the most limited collectible that you'll ever have in your own life. 
seriously. Collect all the memories you can and all the love you can, because this is it. This is your life. This is what it's all about. Just treasure these moments and treasure the love amongst your fellow fans. There's so many good people in the monkeys community. Don't let the naysayers drag it down. Right, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, love is understanding, as they as they say. You know, it, it's it, the sadness of this tour for me is I met so many uh, people along the way and made made so many friends doing these tours over the last ten years, and this might be the last time I get to see a lot of them. And uh, uh, you know, luckily I'm, we're all connected online, but it's um, there's different thing getting to see the joy and happiness that the monkeys bring people and. Um, I'm really so appreciative of, of so many people supporting me in my book. I mean, it means the world to me because it's a story that I, I it just, it's deep in my soul and I want to get it out to people and that so many people have been there for me and said, yeah, we, we want, we want to be a part of this. This really means a lot to me. So I want to say that to everybody out there. It means a lot to anybody who's listening. And Andrew, you've got people listening from all around the world. And when I sat down and we planned doing this show. We had no ideas that we would be here, you know, from 2014 till now. It was just an impossibility. We've actually outlasted the Monkeys TV show by a couple times now. You know? <laughs> it's amazing. And you were one of the first people that we had on a list. And we thought, there's no way we'll ever get this guy on our show. But we were blessed to have all the living monkeys and so many of their families and so many people that worked on the show. And I just really, once again, want to thank you for taking the time. And I want to thank you for being a fellow fan on top of all of everything you've accomplished. Thank you for all you've done. I appreciate that. I mean, that's where I come from. Um, always is from the place of, you know, first, first a fan. And then, you know, I have to also be a business person too, which is how I got into the spot that I'm in now. But you know, uh, I I do appreciate the fans, and and I look forward to meeting and seeing a lot of people along the way uh, as we wind our way through the United States one final time. Wonderful. All right. Well, we want to thank you for coming on Zilch today. We want to thank everybody for listening. Go to monkeys.com for all of your tour information. You can click a link, and it'll take you to the list of dates, and you can Hopefully get tickets near you because the monkeys are coming to your town or adjacent. I will see you in St. Louis for sure. I may see you in Memphis. I'm not sure. But uh, it's going to be fantastic one way or another. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, this show is yours as far as I'm concerned as much as it is mine. So anytime you want to come here. We've even got you your own personal chair. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> that one's got Andrew Sandoval written in it. Well, thank you. I, I This director's chair is very comfortable. And of course, once again, the way to get the book, the website is? Beatlandbooks.com. That's B-E-A-T-L-A-N-D-B-O-O-K-S.com. And you can see our wares, which is right now one book, but eventually there'll be some more books I'm working on right now. Get some cool mod slippers. <laughs> monkey themed mod slippers that would be good well thank you for coming on the show and spending some time with us and monkeying around that was andrew sandoval i am ken mills and we will see you all be good and love one another say see you, andrew so long everybody take care
Season, rabbit thiefing, duck season, rabbit thiefing, wabbit season, a duck thiefing, wabbit season, duck thiefing. When the world and I were young, just yesterday, me. Life was such a simple game a child could play. It was easier than to tell right from wrong. Easy than to tell a weak from strong. When a duck should stand and fight or just go along. But today there is no day or night Today there is no dark or light Today there is no black or white Only shades of gray I remember when the answer seemed so clear We had never lived without or tasted fear. It was easy then to tell the truth from lies. Selling out from compromise. Who to love and who to hate. The foolish from the wise. But today there is no day or night Today there is no dark or light Today there is no black or white Always shades of gray Always shades of gray Is he crying? And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.